Hey there, and welcome once again to the Great Stories Podcast. I am Ryan Weber, your host. Uh, you found it. Thank you so much for listening in today. You're listening to a long format interview program uh, where I sit here across the table from somebody, maybe uh, someone I know, uh, maybe someone none of us do, but either way, we find out about their lives, we listen to their story, we hear about their struggles, uh, but most importantly, we hear about how they came to know Christ as their Lord and Savior, uh, what that looks like for them, and what they find so beautiful about the gospel of Christ. Uh, it's a privilege to record these things. I love doing it. Uh, you can follow the show on Facebook at The Great Stories Podcast, also on Instagram, the same name. You can listen for free online. Currently, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts as well as uh, Stitcher. If you've got an Android device, the Stitcher works pretty well. And you can just search for The Great Stories Podcast on those platforms. And those are cool. If you listen on those, uh, you can actually subscribe to the show and you'll get uh, an alert or a banner on your home screen or your phone when there's a new episode out. So that's kind of neat. Uh, also, you can support the program mostly just by sharing it. I, I really believe that someone's testimony, someone's story of knowing and following Christ is just the most important thing they have to say. And I, I just so desperately want that message to get out. So share these episodes and let people hear just about the unbelievably huge miracles that, that Christ has worked in the lives of people in our community and around us. Uh, of course, if you want to kick a few bucks down the way, uh, there's some cost when you do something like this. Uh, we've got a Patreon account set up. Just, of course, search for The Great Stories Podcast. Uh, and uh, lastly, if you want to be on the show or you know somebody who you think would be great to interview, please shoot me an email at thegreatstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so today, I got to sit down with a, a young gentleman that I've known for about three years. He goes by the name of Tony Yang. He's 20 years old, and uh, he's an immigrant to the United States just a few years ago, came into high school, was actually a, a uh, Chinese Muslim as, a, as when he was growing up in China, and converted to Christianity uh, just a few years ago, just in, in <laughs> an amazing series of events. Uh, that just shows you just how uh, how interested and and deeply God pursues the people that He's after. That His, his love is is never too far from anybody. And when we're at our weakest, uh, He shows us how strong He is. Uh, Tony's a soft-spoken guy. Uh, the interview's a little bit low volume. I'm, I'm going to crank it up as much as I can, but just be patient with that. I just the things that he had to say blew me away. I, I absolutely. I uh, have so much respect for this guy, and I can't wait to see what's next to him. Anyway, stop listening to me talk about it and check out the interview. I hope you like listening to this as much as I enjoyed recording it. Here we go. Tony Yang. Welcome to my little house. Wow. Recording this... studio. You've been here before. I know. Okay. Your, your name is on my door over there. Probably like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. How's your day going today? Uh, pretty good. Um, yeah. Um, went to the office. I had a, had a meeting and uh, nothing much, but yeah. How old are you? I was trying to think of it today. 
<laughs> How do, did you think I am? I I think I want to say twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm twenty. Shut up. I, I turned twenty while while back where it, at Vegas. Remember? Oh, that's right. You had your your birthday in Vegas. Yeah. You're only twenty years, so you were born in ninety eight. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Shut up! Stop it! I know. Stop it! People think I'm like twenty five. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You know what that makes me? It makes me stinking old. <laughs> it makes me a grown up. I'm supposed to be like thirty six years old or something like that. Supposed and to be? I, yeah, I think even people who haven't met you. Uh-huh. would assume that you're more mature than me i think yeah i yeah. just don't have the the beard you don't have the beard to go with it i don't think you will <laughs> okay. well that's that's very reassuring 20 stinking years old okay well now i'm in a bad mood but we'll continue okay. <laughs> that sets the tone yeah, yeah um so you are so you said you're at the office that means the church office yeah. Because you um, are currently the missions. Is that yeah. a global missions intern or the for the city intern? So um, I'm basically doing both uh, for the city, which is local missional okay. events, and also international missions. That's a lot. So you're. Yeah. So I'm in charge of the kids, and you're basically in charge of the rest of the world. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> Maybe adults and the world. Okay, just the adults. I'll take the kids. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, how do you like it so far? I love it. Um, yeah. It's such a humbling experience. Yeah. Um, it's been like through three months almost, right? No, Two? I think I started the middle of... Uh, Almost towards the end of September, which is only like okay, month and a half maybe. Yeah, month month and a half. Wow. Um, but it's already been so good, uh, just learning all the things and try to be a leader, which is a greater servant. Okay. Uh, to learn through all, uh, how to lift others up, how to encourage others, how we push the mission forward by helping others to know their value and know they're loved. Um, so it was such a great um, experience and journey that I'm on. Sounds cool. Yeah. I like it. And so you're also uh, an, a college student, right? right? Mm-hmm. You're taking a full load this semester. What's your unit count uh, looking right now? Right now, I'm only taking eight units. So I'm a part-time student. Okay. Um, what are you taking? So I'm actually taking some of the fun classes. Uh, one uh, one is a uh, perspective drawing. Ooh. Um, so I'm personally I'm not a very artistic person when it comes to drawing. Okay. Um, I, I even when I was a kid I never like to draw. I'm not never good at drawing. I never think I never thought that I'd have the talent to to draw. But uh, when but I started you... learning like perspective drawing, yeah. it's such a fun class Uh, cool just learning all the theories and uh, yeah that does make sense because it's kind of like a geometry sort of thing it's not really art it's more it's more science yeah the the math or the yeah the perspective thing that's cool i like that and the other class i'm taking is asl american sign language oh neat yeah so uh, wow yeah especially in fremont uh, there's a deaf school yeah so 
there's a big big signing population right right that's cool Mm -hmm. can you say anything cool yet uh i I know how to sign jesus do some sign language for the people listening on the (laughs) (laughs) right they they say uh people use asl not because uh uh people are like you know can't aren't able to hear because they say action speaks louder than words i like that (laughs) cute neat yeah i never i never learned much sign language i just learned like thumbs up that's good thumbs down when you wobble your hand that's i'm not sure that's like so so and then and then there's all like the you can point at somebody that's you and you point at yourself is me Mm -hmm. yeah and then if you use a different finger, it means something totally. <laughs> Don't use that one when you're driving. Now yeah. that's yeah. The the vehicular sign language is right. That's the extent of my. I I drive a truck, so yeah. I'm very familiar with people's various gestures and yeah, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm excited to hear your story, because uh, I've known chunks of it, I think, and and as as I've gotten to know you i hear like little pieces here and there and obviously i've known you since you came to you know our church family Mm -hmm. three years ago or so right Right. but uh yeah i'm I'm fascinated to hear the rest of it okay so i i I love to ask people like take me back to when tony was a baby yeah little baby tony (laughs) where what what country let's start there what country were you born in so um, I was born in northeast of China, and uh, yeah, it's, what's, that, what's that called? Is there a name for it? Or? Yes, in the province named Liao, uh, Liaoning, Liaoning, okay. and uh, in a city called Shenyang. Okay, and uh, it's the one of the biggest city in uh, in northeast China. And okay. uh, it's very developed. I would say more developed than Fremont. <laughs> <laughs> Civilized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's more like very urban city. Okay. Setting, okay. With like um, developed like, you know, subway uh, like system oh. with all the like tall, like, you know, 20, 30 floors of buildings. Whoa. And, yeah. I didn't know. That. I, I thought it was like off in the woods somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It's a real city. It's a, it's a real city. How do you say it again? Say the name. Shenyang. Shenyang. Okay. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Probably sucked. Yeah. You just want to be nice. <laughs> Shenyang. Okay. Shenyang. Okay. Spell out S-H-E-N-Y-A-N-G. Okay. So what was that like? How? Tell me about life in Shenyang. Okay. Uh, I think I was just normal back then. I don't, I don't know because I'm what, not... what's normal for Northeast <laughs> China. <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm the only child in family. Okay. And uh, like a lot of my um, like friends back then, it's like where most of us are just the only child in the family. Because, okay. Uh, the, get get the... right up on that thing. We oh, want... sorry. Yeah, uh, the you're you're losing. There okay. you go. We don't want to uh, lose you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, back then, uh, the politics is that uh, every family can only have uh, right. one, one child. Right, okay. And uh, because, like, kind of like population control. Right. I guess it worked, but <laughs> I don't know. 
It's an ugly way to do it. Well, yeah. Um, so back life back then, uh, that's I'm this kind of center of the universe. Right. Um, my my grand my grandfather, my dad's dad, uh, he is the only boy in the family, and my dad is the only boy in the family. Okay. And then it comes to me, I'm the only child who's also a boy in the family. Huh. So I stood a very, in a way, important position of the family. The prince. Yeah, well, I'm, I, some still kind of like patriarchy, yeah. you know, yeah. culture, where uh, boys has a significant role in a family. Right. I'm the one who carries the family name. Um, now, was that a result of the one child? policy how long was that going on or is it just happened to work out that way uh i don't think it's because of one child policy it's just be, like in china there's still kind of a culture of like you know right uh of like seeing boys as more significant role in a in a society or seeing male as a more significant role in mm. um that's yeah, real patriarchal yeah yeah so so i'm very in a lot of ways i'm very um, being like I had a lot of attention on me hmm. uh, as, a, as a child really spoiled ah <laughs> uh, okay yeah. what does that look like tell me um, <laughs> what is a spoiled child in northeast China <laughs> uh, I think it's just there's so many just like family relatives looking at me as I'm the the, the one child mm. and especially they know they, there's not going to be probably not going to be another Right. coming after me and uh and also i'm the firstborn so that matters a lot see all the eggs are in your basket right that's it um but also from my mom's side uh my mom has no brothers okay. so she only has one a s older sister okay but uh, my aunt my mom's sister she doesn't have children so she treated me like a son. Okay. So you're you're the whole family's firstborn. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically the whole family's firstborn. Right. And uh, and even from like other sides of relatives, uh, from my mom's sides of relatives, um, none of them had boys. Hmm. So I'm the only kind of boy from like, prince. This. Yeah. Right. Um, so I receive a lot of attention from the right. the entire family tree, not only just like from my like my dad's side or my mom's side but also like kind of the entire family huh. side so yeah uh, i'm the one who's being spoiled every time i go you know going to houses every time like any big family <laughs> events going on I'm, it's tony it's yeah, everybody it's tony. look <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm the one who's uh, being the most spoiled yeah. And uh, most of my cousins who are girls are much older than I am. Okay. So I'm I'm the kind of youngest among the cousins. So which means that I get even more spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I have more privilege. <laughs> more privilege. Uh, and and rights to more, do more presence and yeah. yeah. How long did you live over there? So I lived there for 15 years. Oh, till you were wow yeah so that was like five years ago yeah i th I thought it was much younger than that wow. no okay 
uh, actually on November 6th, that's the day I came to America. So in five days later, I'll be um, oh. I'll be here for five years Whoa. in total. It's your five-year American birthday. Yes, my hey. five-year American birthday. America. <laughs> Good for you. You made it. Yep. So are you uh, in line for U.S. citizenship at all? Or, or how's that work? I've, I've never immigrated anywhere. I've moved like 10 miles from where I was born. So so right now I have American passport. Uh, sorry, American well, green card. Green card, okay. Yeah. It's right. Nothing American about it. <laughs> right. But... Um, yeah, I can start applying citizenship probably in March. Okay. Mm-hmm, if I want to. Cool. You think you will? Yeah, I think it's just much easier when it comes to traveling. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many places I still need visa to go to, but if I have American passport, I don't really. Wow. All right. So back to, back to China. Yeah, back to China. So you're you're the golden boy. Yeah. And break down, like, what what was the school like? Like, how did you, when and how did you learn English? Like, all these things are fascinating to me. So you kind of rewind it and go through okay. that. I think um, when I was in, uh, in elementary school or even before that, I think I'm just very normal. Um, yeah, like uh, the rest of boys. Just, right. like, running around doing boy stuff um but uh i but, but even before that uh, i think i was sent to uh, kind of like you know preschool very early okay it's around like before i turned two year old what? yes preschool? so back, back then <laughs> my parents are very busy okay and so I have my uh, my mom's parents, my grandparents, yeah. take care of me most of the time. I grew up with them. Um, but once I think my grandma was sick and she's not able to take care of me. Okay. And so I'm kind of forced to uh, send to preschool for a while. Huh. And so um, my mom was describing how after the first day I came back, uh, I, I was just always the like nice little uh, child who sits there, nice little baby who sits there. But I, she was describing how the first day I came back from pre preschool, I start smashing things. I start being <laughs> very violent, and um, yeah, I think uh, I know if that's to blame, but I know that sometimes I have really bad temper. <laughs> Well, you're, you're two years old going to preschool. Oh, my gosh. I'd smash things, too. Right. I, I don't know if a child can have a such such long separation at that young age. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Right. Um, we have kids, it, like, it, it's normal. I mean, for even kindergartners yeah. to be, like, having that separation thing and crying when mom's not there. So that's, yeah. it doesn't make you weird. Other yeah. things do. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um but i think most of the time i'm just very normal yeah for that um my parents were always very busy what do they do uh they had uh, a business it's, it's actually a family business okay um uh, 
from my grandpa, my 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 father's father. Uh, they they sell like tea. So like mm. f- to like, uh, they have kind of like their own like store, okay. but like high end. But they also like distribute like nationwide. Like when it comes to like mm. market supermarkets, and they sell like really high end tea. Okay. Um, do they do they have any hand in the growing or production? Or they they're more of a they're more the the middle people. Like right. they buy from the farmers. Okay. And then they like pa- like the most the part it's like the packaging and the, like right the um the middle like how to bring a raw product into a high end product. Hmm. That's kind of what they did, and uh, they were really successful. Yeah. Um. Do you have any here? Like, does it get this far, or is it pretty much a China-only type of thing? It's kind of, like, China-only thing. Okay. But later, they switched their, like, you know, business career, too. Oh. They kind of... Um, but um, I think what kind of everything changed is that uh, in 2010, and they got into divorce. Mm. Um, back then... Uh, Divorce is not a new thing in China okay. in 2010. I think kind of uh, it happens in some family. It's not super odd. Yeah. Um, but I think there's always something that um, always leaves a scar uh, in a family. And so. Yeah. How did that? Uh, how did that come about? How did it affect you? Um. It took me a while to understand that actually left an impact on me. Yeah. Uh, even recently, I discovered some things. Um, even sometimes I have issues or struggle with, with my mom. Hmm. Uh, I kind of can trace back uh, the issues back then where um, I don't know how to describe it, but I think parts of me just dead hmm. parts of my heart are just dead that i some of the things i no longer i no longer express like a normal like 12 year old um some parts of my heart is just closed hmm. that i no longer able to access it yeah. and so A lot of people think I just became mature back then. You kind of had to. But I would argue that not really. It's just parts of me just dead. I no longer say some of the childish things, hmm. like the, the quote-unquote childish things. I no longer express the kind of innocence. I no longer express kind of the feelings. Hmm. Maybe it just made me become mature from the outside, but yeah. from the inside, I think... I just lost a piece of me. Yeah, I think, I I think in a lot of it, divorce is something in in my opinion that I think has become way too normal and just kind of accepted. Mm-hmm. And and there's something about how oh since it's happened so much, then it's not as traumatic, you know, for kids and for families and like well. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It's it might be more so, you know, and yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So you were, how old were you then? Right then, you were like twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Ask any twelve-year-old how would you handle? Yeah. Like if you your oh, parents divorce right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, none of them will come up with a, like a plan. Right. They would, they would say, "Oh, I'm gonna do go to college." And yeah. Do yeah. do like get a job and have my own family. None of the, the say that. I would. Back then, I was twelve year old playing video games. Mm. Right? Um, How do you think that has affected your view of relationships now? You know, because you're you're twenty, so. Right. Eligible, um, eligible bachelor you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know, but I think there's a lot of Christian view that's already engraved in my mind about marriage and relationships. Mm. Uh, so that definitely helped. Um, the marriage is not about each other. Yeah. It's about wa- walking alongside each other. I like it. Yeah. So, but back then um like i said none of the 12 year old will come up like a reasonable thing to say how i'm going to cope with it how i'm going to deal with it yeah uh, it always just grinds through and that leaves a scar yeah um so i back then um i didn't know how to cope with it and i think on on the surface, it doesn't. It seems like it didn't leave much of a a scar. Yeah. But I think there's definitely uh, is one, and I think it haunts me back uh, sometimes. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. pretty. I think that's normal. Yeah. It should honestly, like if you could go through those kinds of things, just be like, yeah, whatever. Right. It's like, uh, okay, that. That worries me more than someone who has a heart and says, like, yeah, this hurt. (laughs) I think that's fine. So I think, um, yeah. And that that happened. um, Well, life goes on. Yeah. It just moves on from that. Um, So did you end up living with mom, I'm assuming? So I ended up living with... I still kind of live with my grandparents. Okay. So life hasn't changed much after that. But um, my mom started... uh, But after the divorce, my mom started planning to come to America. Huh. And uh, in a lot of ways, kind of paving the road for me. Right. uh, For a better uh, living, learning, and environment. And so... My mom left first. Okay. Uh, my mom came to America first. So that period of time, uh, my I lived with my dad. Okay. Uh, while I was going to uh, junior high. Hmm. So from that point, I'm starting to look like, it's kind of like distinct from uh, like normal 12, 13 year old boys. Um, that I, I, I'm really into like deeper things, mm. like, uh, like reading books, looking to philosophy, yeah. 
looking to like you things that normal 12 13 year old wouldn't look at <laughs> no i i was definitely not <laughs> <laughs> right looking at philosophy <laughs> i i remember back then i would start reading uh pride and prejudice by jane austen I'm oh like, man why, why am i reading that <laughs> why are you reading that? Oh, I'm reading that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I just started looking into maybe trying to find meaning. Hmm. Um, just find, trying to fight, kind of like disguise myself right. from all the things I went through, trying to find something to do. Um, hmm. I think it's also the part that I, I'm no longer happy in a way that like i can't i can't i can no longer really play like a 12 13 year old boy Mm. i can't i can't just go in a way all out and be myself uh, as a 12 13 year old but i have to be Hmm. be be a grown-up and nobody asked me to do it but sometimes i just decided to do it Even I know uh, from the depth of my heart, I'm still a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. Um, I'm still weak, and there's still soft spots in my heart. But um, but I think it kind of goes back where, yeah, some parts of my heart, I can no longer, it cannot no longer be open. Up. Right. Some parts is just dead to me. Hmm. And so, um, well, that was such, that was a grind. That wasn't really smooth years before in, uh, junior high. Uh, how long was your mom here while you were there still? Uh, for two years. Okay. So then you're in your 14-ish year? Yeah, 14-ish, almost 15. And so she came over here to kind of get established before bringing you? or Yes. What, how, how did that work out? So it worked out great that she actually got some degrees and uh, she really? was able to find a de- really decent job and uh, came to Fremont because Fremont is, has really good school districts. Right. So um, she's able to rent apartments here. And uh, so that's kind of how started hmm. my life in uh, America and then she put in the call said okay I'm ready send him over well <laughs> it's not her call it's the call of American government okay right I see so you had to wait that long just for paperwork and all that like, yeah uh, just with paperworks too wow yeah so it's my mom's ready um, probably like you know, almost a year before that until I got my document and I able to come here. Wow. That's a long wait. Yeah, it is. Dang. So that's what it is though. Okay. Well yeah, that's that's what it is. I've heard they're trying to make that a little bit shorter. Well because <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> or you could just sneak in. <laughs> that's pretty... Let's don't say that on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I would Stop. never <laughs> swim across right right <laughs> yeah that's a long swim yeah, yeah. That's, that's not as easy yeah <laughs> there's the land journey yeah um so this is uh 
before we get to America, talk a little bit about your kind of the, the spiritual upbringing, uh, just the kind of where you were at. Um, right. With I, I remember I didn't bring this part up, which is very important. That's uh, my job. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm so from my father's side, um, they are, uh, they're Chinese Muslims. So interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah. They're, <clears throat> they're Chinese Muslims. So kind of looking back in history uh, where, yeah. uh, during the Islamic golden era, a lot of the scholars, merchants and scientists came like journeying around the world. And some of them came to China Yeah, and they just intermarried and, uh, with the Chinese people. Okay. And also they brought, uh, like Islam into China. Wow. So, uh, now it is like the, for, for my people, they're called the Hui people, H U I. Okay. And, uh, they are the, the people who, uh, are Chinese Muslim. They identify themselves as a Chinese Muslim. Okay. And they're saying kind of like to, to be Hui means, uh, to, means to be, you you are muslim Hui. yeah um wow. so what how, so in in the the city that you're in mm-hmm. what percentage it's a very is, small or, percentage okay um so there are there are areas of china that there are a lot like very more condensed or they're actually the majority of the okay like the Hui people are actually majority in the city but from where i lived um, the Hui people or the Muslim Chinese Muslim aren't yeah. the the majority of the, the people. Wow! So were you a, like a, a practicing or or a ethnic basically? Uh, I would say more culturally. Okay. Um, would you what, ever go to go to mosque? Or, we or... would go to mosque for like big family events. Yeah. Like um, like funerals or when we have relatives pass away, then okay. we will go to mosque and use all the. Uh, Muslim ways to like you know right. burial or all all this things um, but we weren't spiritual we ate we actually ate halal hmm. uh, but we weren't okay. spiritual explain halal just briefly <laughs> like what what does that entail so uh, mainly it's that uh, you can't really eat pork yeah which is actually a main source of meat in China yeah no kidding um you can't eat uh, blood. Okay. Um, I think uh, that's kind of mostly it. Okay. So at least we have like uh, lamb and beef, but they're they're relatively pricey compared yeah. to pork. Oh, I've heard that in China, yeah. beef is like a. Well, I've heard the beef is better, but it's more expensive and just kind of right. rare. Yeah. So, but that's basically it. Um, we, wow. I, my. Well, I wasn't really a practicing Muslim. Okay. Uh, my family, uh, they're not a, they're not practicing Muslim. Muslims. Um, yeah, but if you ask me that what am I, then I would say Muslim, I'm Muslim. Yeah. Because I'm culturally Muslim. Right. This is more a cultural identity that it carries through the family. Mm. That's kind of how I felt about being Catholic when I was a kid mm. it's like we you know yeah we would go I, I would do the things but 
you know, if you ask me, like, what religion are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm Catholic. I, I couldn't tell you what that meant, really. <laughs> but, so, uh, would you do the, the three prayers a day facing, I guess, from there? It'd be Not even that. West? Of, yeah. <laughs> I think the most uh, thing we practice is actually not eat pork. Right. Okay. Just <laughs> right. Just ate <eight> hello. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's a simple one to follow, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. It's not bad. Right. Pork isn't that great for you anyway. Right. I eat too much of it. <laughs> Way too much. I had bacon before you got here. Right. I know. Exactly. Do you eat pork now? Yes. Uh, I now. Rebel. Just, yeah. <laughs> Rebel. <laughs> the taste of bacon. How long did it take you to try bacon? <laughs> um, I think it didn't take that long. No. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. We're hooked on it in, in America. Yeah. So what, I have so many of these, the, the, the Chinese Muslim thing is so fascinating to me. How it got there is cool. Uh, would you ever read the Quran? And, and if so, like what language was it in? Uh, I never get to read the Quran. Okay. Um, some of the mullah, which kind of like a, they hold like they hold some kind of influence yeah. in uh, in Muslim community that some of them are able to read hmm. Arabic, which all they won't, the Muslims only read uh, the Quran in Arabic. Well, they don't they don't translate it. They don't translate it, so all of them don't even really oh, know what it says. That makes it hard. They just okay. recite them. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I I know a, a couple of Jewish families that I know. Mm-hmm. Where they they can they can say the prayers they're supposed to do for Passover and all that, but most of the you know most of the family doesn't know what they're saying. They just know that right. these are the sounds we make with our mouths when we're about to <laughs> do this thing. Yeah. Wow. Um, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Christian Muslim. Okay. Yeah. Or a, a Chinese Muslim. How how many? If you were to take just a, a stab at it, how many would you say there are? Of the Hui, is that it? The, the Hui people in China, Hui. or yeah, how many Hui would you say there are? Like, just a ballpark. Maybe like ten million. Oh, okay. No Hui. <laughs> That's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like in China, though, like if you compare the entire Chinese population, right? It's a very small percentage. Yeah, because China's got something like. 3 billion people are, are it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah man okay then fast forwarding so yeah you, fast forwarding so um, mom uh, mom brings you to America right what, have you, had you ever been here before you never visited no, or so never this is visited like, just I've never this, been to America so it's a total mystery yeah but you've read books Right, you you probably seen movies, mm-hmm. and you apparently had already started learning English. When did that? When did they start teaching you so English? I only started, well, in China, uh, whether in elementary school or in yeah. uh, junior high, they would teach you English, but it's <clears> definitely not enough for you to like actually have a conversation with okay. someone. Um, I I know the ABCs, and I know very basic grammars. Yeah, um, but it wasn't enough to have a like conversation with someone. Hmm. Um, but you could read I English. C- better. I can read a little because you're reading Pride and Prejudice. 
Well, but was... it was in Chinese. Oh, so. okay, okay. Gosh, they translated that <laughs> of all things to translate. <laughs> Man, that's um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you um, say bewitched? Bewitched. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, that's I don't think that's part of the podcast, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. Well, um yeah, um so I started uh learning like serious English. Uh, I went to a kind of like a you know, kind of like a educational institution yeah. where they have like uh, British speakers or American speakers who okay. are in China and they're the like ones who kind of teach you how to especially on the speaking part so I'm able to have uh, like conversations with them okay. and just to learn practice uh, like you know conversational uh, English so that's which, kind of once you knew that that you were eventually coming here mm-hmm. you got Right. Serious so about it. I, I got serious about it. And, okay. Uh, uh, I learned like, you know, five or six months. Hmm. Practiced five or six months before I came. Get a little bit, a little okay. bit more. Uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't want. We don't want to lose you again. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Um. But still, that wasn't really enough because yeah. I really struggled uh, when I first went to high school. Okay. Uh, even I had an ESL class, English as second language. Yeah. Um, but I'm still taking all the cla- like normal classes, like history, math, or okay. uh, biology, like normal ninth graders. And so that was really challenging to me. Well, the English I've heard is not a simple language to pick up unless you're already in some kind of Latin base. Is that that true for you or how hard was it um well i would say it's very different from chinese yeah so. yeah <laughs> okay um but i think i have some kind of linguistic uh, talent when mm. i first started speaking i was like nine months old okay. so that explains uh, the fast track to preschool <laughs> fast track to preschool <laughs> this kid can speak let's send him to preschool yeah uh, but but it was a struggle yeah. because uh, even I can have normal conversations, but my academic English is not there yet. Right. There's just so many big words um, that it took me a while yeah. uh, to really uh, be on track with, with my classes and uh, do the homework. Hmm. Um, yeah. So it was, a, it was really a struggle. Uh, it's it's something that people don't get to really get to experience. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I I kind of grinded through. So. <laughs> yeah, I think English is frustrating for me too. <laughs> like when I when I was learning it, I I I like to question everything. You know that like I'm I'm always wondering like why is it this way? Why is it that way? And mm-hmm. I never could understand how they came up with all the just the the weird rules and then exceptions to the rule and then oh well, we pronounce this word that way because we ripped it off from some other language we just changed it a little bit to make it our own it's like well, how how do we how do we decide that who is in charge of this whole <laughs> english thing and it, it seems like nobody really mm-hmm. is like it just changes as we do it and we you know we, we've got so many words 
and I didn't realize this growing up because I'm here that you know these words that we say are actually foreign words that we just steal right and so they're spelled funny they don't follow the rules that oh I before E except that when all that junk um I still can't spell for beans thank god for like Siri and voice texting and spell check and all that it keeps me looking not as dumb as I actually am like <laughs> seriously um so when when you uh got here in November of what 2015 or 14 2015 2013 13 5 years ago wow okay what was your functioning level of english back then like if i were talking to you i think i'm able to buy things from like convenience store i can like try to describe it or at least i can search up a picture on the phone and show to the person who's Mm. helping out in the store okay i'm able to order food from restaurant okay um i but i think that's it how was your mom's grasp of english back then uh she never really picked up english Okay, so still, like, today? Yeah, um, okay. still today. Uh, she can have, uh, I would say, like, really basic conversations with okay. someone. Um, but still, English is a really big hurdle for her. Yeah. Too. It's hard to pick it up when you're a grown-up. Right. Right? You have your, your brain's already working a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And so how, how old were you? You were 14, 15 when you came here? 14, okay. yeah. Tell me about that. So you you land in the U.S. What did you come in through? San Francisco. It's actually San Jose. San Jose. Okay, but you saw it. Yeah. Little Tony looking out the window of the plane. Well, that's the interesting <laughs> part. Uh, I was the only one on the plane by myself. Oh really? <laughs> because nobody else has a document, so I'm the only one right. traveling here. So a little. 14 year old tony uh, okay riding a plane across the globe wow with two luggages and uh don't speak don't really speak english trying to cross oh the border gosh, that's terrifying with no phone oh. with him because no phone would have cell service yeah what do you so and especially in uh airport in america you can't really stop yeah and so i remember my mom was just like circling around around and around I don't know when I'm going to show up. She will know the kind of the time I get off the plane. Right. But I'm still like, because this is my first time crossing the border, I have a lot of documents to yeah. look through and they don't know how long it would take. Also, I would take like, you know, my fingerprints and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, well, and you don't know where you're going. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. So it's like, is this says exit or is this not exit? Is this like transition? Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of following people who look like they know where they're going. <laughs> right. So, uh, I think, uh, yeah. I, I don't know how I made it. That was wow. like a 16-hour long flight. <laughs> Dang. So, what struck you? So, you come to America. You Your your mom is there. She I'm assuming she finds you. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, she can't like go wandering around the airport looking for you either, right? No. So, so I need to get out like from a certain exit. And she will... Like kind of try to find me, there. and she hasn't seen you for two years. Well, we we did a lot of uh, uh, FaceTiming. Okay, but we have a, we we never physically see each other for two years. So what was that like? Reunion with your mom? Um, 
is great. Um, but at the same time, is that yeah, I I think growing up, I'm just so used to living with my grandparents, mm. and it wasn't that big of a like loss or cutoff mm. in my life. When my mom went to America, like oh, not seeing her for two years. Really. Yeah. Um. So sometimes, even today, we have little issues with that. Is that we never really. Built a kind of a relationship as mother and son. Mm. Um, we try to work it out, but sometimes it's quite awkward. Yeah, and we have issues. Uh. Well, give me the uh, the first impression of America. So, you, what was surprising to you? What was different? What's the? Uh, I always ask people this because I'm I've been here. You know, right? What? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it didn't struck me as much because back then where I live is quite developed. Yeah. So with tall, super tall buildings, center, like city centers with all the developed structures. that uh, so You weren't super I'd, impressed with our I wasn't buildings. super impressed Dang with it. the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, but it's cool. It was what cool. what was impressive to you, or or maybe not impressive, but yeah, America's great. <laughs> but what was what surprised you? How about surprised that? Surprised me. Yeah. Um, so the the price tag you have is not the actual price you are paying. <laughs> 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 That's right, yeah. <laughs> I can't have a $1 bill to buy a $1 candy bar. So. Nope. Sorry, son. <laughs> Uncle Sam's going to get you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that would be the, the part that it took me a while to get 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 them. Like, wait, it says $1.25, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what... Uh... Culture-wise, are just some of the biggest contrasts from Northeast I think, China um, to here. Well, I think it more ties into Chinese culture and American culture, or at least uh, people are more open to conversations. People are more open to smile at each other here. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, maybe I've just been to church for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, people, it's, it's more acceptable to, you know, kind of say hi to people, mm. Okay. you know, it's more acceptable to smile at people, to have eye contact, to have, um, you know, kind of like interactions right. with people. Right. Uh, because in China, I don't know, it's with the busy culture in China. Well, uh, same with Bay Area, but in China where also more say conservative or mm. people just don't tend to smile at each other for no reason people don't talk to each other for no reason okay. people don't um try to have a conversation maybe while they're riding public transportation right right it's awkward right it, <laughs> it is um, but i think yeah that's the part um, yeah people are more okay with having conversation to mm. interact to interact with each other would, would you believe me if i actually told you that it used to be more so that way 
when when I was like well I mean I, I've been around for the whole technology development mm -hmm. and I can honestly tell you that I have far fewer spontaneous conversations now because of these these things mm. little phones right you go if you go to uh i remember a, a coffee shop used to be where you would go to hang out and like meet people mm. and you would get coffee and you would look oh who's there oh i'm sitting hi how are you today I mean, whatever what, what do you see now everyone's there they got they got these things open staring at their screens and they got headphones on and they're in their little zone and they're typing and blah, 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 or texting or playing clash royale or Fortnite or some crap and then you can't talk to anybody it's like a, it's like a computer lab you're like what am i doing it's harder yeah. you know walking down the street or if you do ride public trans transportation everybody's on the phone and it, it's kind of killed that hmm. i guess it's still there a little bit compared to you know where, where you grew up but I miss that a little bit because I like meeting people and talking to them. It's hard sometimes. You want to just go up and like pull their headphones out. And, hey, talk to me. I think nowadays people are more defensive when it comes to that. Like mm. if you want to talk to someone, most people would think you have some kind of motivation. What are you trying yeah. to get? Are you trying to sell me something? <laughs> or... Are you trying to invite me on your podcast? <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah interesting so where did you live you lived in fremont i lived you... in fremont okay where about um the irvington area because okay. i went to irvington high school right um yeah so uh kind of close to washington avenue and uh and fremont kind of near there's like bar tracks over there you're pretty close to those right Something like that yeah area. bart is the Bay Area Rapid Transit. <laughs> Very, yeah. More like crapid <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Bart. Um, so talk about just what, what life was like uh, with mom and just how going to school was and kind of go well, through that whole thing. It's kind of a, say, a land of promise of uh, opportunities that you kind of, you can do all the things you want i can do like i can start hobbies or like play sports that i never get to do yeah. while back in china because china was very academic oriented mm. um plus the pollution so you don't want to play outside <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um huh. but yeah uh i get and school was so much less stressful hmm. uh we like when never heard like you go to school at eight o'clock and then you get off at three i'm like what? what what do you do with the rest of your day you don't even have like, enough homework to fill up the hours <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um so yeah it was great uh there's so many clubs there's so many sports team yeah all the things i could do and join and uh yeah even though back then it was a struggle with the uh, english but yeah. uh it was hopeful were you able to keep up class-wise? Uh, gradually, I started okay. keeping up with class. Uh, I know the teachers know I'm struggling with English. Yeah. So they'll uh, give me a kind of different standard sometimes. Or mm. like spend extra time uh, when it comes to me. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. it was cool. Um, I think I lear really learned how to pretend to understand. 
you had a facial gesture and then like you know you had a little nod yeah have like the eye contact you like you know give you a little emotion to say oh i understand but you have no I'm idea like i have no idea what i'm doing oh, <laughs> i have no idea what the teacher is saying that but is but that actually bring me through high, high school so <laughs> yeah you made it it's like okay okay yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, poor, uh, poor Tony. <laughs> How many things did you say yes to that were like just really weird? <laughs> I think it, it all comes down after I turn into projects and I get a C on it because there's so many parts I didn't do and teacher talked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, uh, okay. That is so funny. Yeah. I've suspected that people do that. <laughs> but yeah. it's hard. I, I used to have, um, I, I had a couple coworkers that were really... I think also pretty fresh to the U.S. and their English wasn't great. And I could tell when they were doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew they were. And I would tell them, like, it's okay if if you don't understand. Like, I'll, I'll explain again. And they were always like, okay, yeah, please. Like, again, yeah, again. <laughs> because uh, um, I think with, I don't know where your co- coworkers are from, but uh, at least in Asian or Chinese culture, that uh, troubling others to explain you like multiple times it can right. be, seem a little rude or yeah. are you paying attention or it's not that i wasn't paying attention it's just i don't understand i actually pay extra attention each time someone says something yeah trying to figure it out um, trying to figure it out but... decode it yeah wow so you have all these hobbies and sports available to you right what, what did so, you what'd you do so um i'm not really talented in like sports or anyway but i'm always a try hard <laughs> so you're in... you're a try hard <laughs> you don't want to be a try hard <laughs> that means something else okay That's so i just try hard uh, yeah so, but you try hard yeah okay yeah See, that's I. That's the part I don't understand. American culture. Yeah, Here, I just learning. I just learned that too. Like, oh really? Always, yeah. A, okay. a try hard is like someone who's just like, like they're just overly enthusiastic and they're trying to show everybody how great they are by doing all these things. And well, maybe that's kind of true, but. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, okay. So, um, well, there's some. Um, so in PE class, I will always like, even though I'm not the fastest kid. Yeah. I will always run the fastest or run the best. Um, so one of my PE teacher noticed, actually not even my PE teacher, just another PE teacher from uh, the same period. And he told the the track coach, he's like, mm. oh, this kid is, is fast and he works hard mm. and uh, you should recruit him. But at that time, track season already started. Okay. So, uh, so th- that PE teacher introduced me to, oh, you should go see the, go to the, like, you know, a sports team office and go see the track coach, uh, after school. And, uh, they'll, they'll like let you like be in the team, maybe start. Huh. And so this is your freshman. Year? That's my freshman year. Okay. And so knowing nothing, I went there and, uh, the, the coach was kind of skeptical about me because track is a non-cutting sports, okay. so they will take you like you know, except as long as you are willing to work hard, they'll they'll not cut you. Right. But the coach was like, "Well, yeah, 
we already started season, so we kind of need to give you a time trial. Just like kind of like give you a like uh, mock okay. trial, see how how fast you can I go. See. Okay. We we if you're too slow, we're, we're probably gonna cut you. Okay. So hearing that, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do my hardest go. run on. So it was a, it was not rainy, but it was just after the rain. So the, we had a dirt track, and it was muddy, <laughs> and uh, and he makes you do it, and the... made me do it, and he looked super serious. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is serious, and uh, I didn't warm up at all. So I just want to track, run. I can still I can still say that was probably one of the hardest mile I've ever run, and uh, it was just a mile. It's just a mile. Oh. It's just only a mile. Look but... at me, just a mile. <laughs> a mile in years, but yeah, <laughs> just a mile. But uh, I remember just after that, like start like my mouth start tasting bitter. I can oh. smell blood. Like, oh no! It's not really blood. It's more like iron in your blood. It's actually making yeah. it smells like blood. Yeah. Like your mouth start tasting bitter. Oh. But later, was, coach. Okay, you're in. What was so, your time? Oh, it was really slow because I just blasted the first lap because how excited, how <laughs> serious I took. I, I was, I think it was like six twenty eight. Uh, okay. <laughs> so that was slow. That was that was that really, was really slow. Really slow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna orient you <laughs> to what slow actually is right now. <laughs> so, the fastest mile that I've ever done in my entire life was seven minutes. Okay. And I almost died. <laughs> I, I don't know why I did it. My average time like was like nine minutes <laughs> for my entire like if I got under ten minutes. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm like a lightning bolt out here. So, um, yes, on your slowest day, yeah, you're faster than I have ever been. Yeah. Even in the mud, with no stretching and, and tasting blood. Well done. So you made the team. So I made a team. As a freshman. Uh, as a freshman. Great. Um, but I think uh, from there, there's a lot of... Uh, I, I think I felt sense of achievements and I think there's just uncover of new like parts of my personality hmm. um, I started trying hard in every part of school okay and uh, in a lot of ways try to earn a sense of achievements a sense of meaning hmm. through that uh, being a good student being a good person yeah. Being a good friend. Dress nice. Yeah, I remember that. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and being part of the track team and running hard every race. Yeah. Um, that becomes kind of a uh, idol in my life. Mm. The identity I start building as someone who's a good athlete, someone who's good student good person yeah uh subconsciously start doing that i can see it clearly now but yeah. back then yeah. i'm not able to but especially you start tasting the sense of success yeah you just keep on going yeah well and the interesting thing is that those aren't like bad things right 
So it's like, why you're doing it maybe mm-hmm. might be bad for you, but on the outside, mm-hmm. it looks great. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So keep going uh, through high school. Uh, yeah, and after two years of high school, um, it just got a lot better. I think I really caught up uh, academically. I was uh, varsity in track and cross country. Okay. And uh, I have a decent group of friends. And uh, yeah, I know the the track people seem really close. Yeah, tight knit. Um, struggling together. Yeah, they. Str- yeah, we understand each other's so yeah. pain, and we fight for the same goal. Right. Um. And uh, so yeah, uh, most people speak well of me. So I was just, yeah, I think I'm, somewhat well accomplished. Yeah. But at the same time, they're just, uh, they're just sleepless nights. Try to find new ways to impress others hmm. there always need to kind of put on the show yeah uh, in high school for, of how good i am uh, look at me uh i'm trying to see, seems like i'm not trying hmm. um, so yeah that's part of the high school uh it was a smooth time but it wasn't smooth yeah uh, when i'm not at school right hmm. yeah i think it kind of ties, ties back to uh, my experience growing up where uh, i think i just start trying to do things and achieve in order to uh, find a meaning yeah because of the loss of uh, family because of the loss of uh, things so I need to find ways to make mm. meaning of, of myself and uh, try to find ways to uh, impress others to yeah. like notice me and so that was kind of like the first part of the high school yeah it was smooth all these things aren't bad things. Yeah. I didn't get into like fights or get in, like right. start doing drugs. I'm right, surely right. towards more like healthy yeah. and uh, healthy part. And uh, it, I become academically better and better. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was, or at least at, the, at that time I thought I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got it whipped. Yeah. You got this America thing. <laughs> down right that's funny well uh what how did that start to change you're obviously not that way now or at least not as much <laughs> not as much still still working still work we're all yeah well i'll give you that we're all working but um, um talk about kind of just how high school ended up right for so you. yeah okay um so, because uh, I kind of mentioned like track and cross country team, yeah, and uh, so um, we can keep names. Oh yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Good. Um, so, um, so I started dating this girl uh, from another school, 
and she's part of the uh, the cross country team mm. and uh, it's like we uh, like like the two schools like team are very close okay and so um, so they weren't the enemy so so what <laughs> yeah we weren't the enemy and uh, we uh, we we really we hang out with each other uh, even like when we have meets against each other mm. we always have fun right um, there was no like you know like seeing each other as an enemy but friends right and we and so i just started dating this girl and uh uh i think subconsciously i start having not even thoughts but subconsciously just i start shifting my identity from being a good student being a good uh a good athlete yeah being a good uh, person, just start shifting. Oh, being a good boyfriend. There's only mm. one person you need to please. Right. Um, so this is the next thing that you're yeah, conquering. So this right? is the next thing I'm conquering. This yeah. is the next identity I'm having. Wow. And as I just wrap so much of my person into it. So soon this girl uh, invited me to this youth group called amplify yeah and so i'm like okay cool so i went and uh i met chase chase mcveen chase mcveen <laughs> and i met handsome guy handsome guy ryan oh, weber no, i'm talking about chase <laughs> <laughs> um so weber was part of weber's still part of the ministry oh, yeah. um, so i was like oh cool there's just a youth group and yeah. they talk about jesus and stuff Okay. Yeah. When when was your first time there? Uh, I think it's January of 2016. Oh gosh, you know the the month and the year. Yeah. So was it at, was it on a Tuesday? Yeah, it's on Tuesday. So it was one of the Tuesday nights at mm-hmm. Grace Church. At Grace Church, um, I'm completely sort of different in a way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't look like a high school student. Right. <laughs> Even back when I was in high school. <laughs> um. <laughs> um so i just went i was like oh cool i like when people ask me how i think about things i just have my own sense of uh, philosophy and stuff because back then i looked into a lot of philosophies and psychologies and things right so um so i just goes on and uh until january uh, february came Hmm. And uh, how many times did you go on on Tuesdays? Do you think a handful? Like a handful. I think yeah. I went almost almost every Tuesday. I I, I remember. I'm so pretty frequent. <laughs> from from my angle, I remember. Um, and it was like, oh, this is this is the boyfriend. Like this is the one. Like she brought him, and so we're all you know our part of our job. In a lot of ways, is is to act. As a, how can I say this? <laughs> Don't spell the beans. <laughs> part of our job is to to protect the flock. Right. So, whenever there's a there's really anybody new, we want to feel welcome, and we want them to have fun, and we want them to connect, and hear about Christ, and all these things. But at the same time. We want to make sure there's no wolves sneaking in and, right. and picking off the... And, and I think I really felt that. that way when I first uh, came felt, to... 
You felt like a wolf? <laughs> no, no, no. I felt welcomed to oh, okay, AMP okay. Uh, by Chase, by Clark. Clark, you're yeah. back, then he's still there. Um, yeah, he'll hug you. He doesn't even know you. Hey, I'm like, you? Come okay. here, hug you. <laughs> <laughs> Two tall white guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, you were one of the sharpest dressed high schoolers that I'd ever seen. I didn't think you were a student. Like you said, it was like, oh, he's wearing like a suit almost really i i think that day i had a presentation to do so that's oh. why i did, just <laughs> didn't change <laughs> well your normal attire wasn't wasn't too far down from that anyway yeah i was like um, wow this guy's a sharp dressed guy like okay um but yeah uh so that's how kind of like how i'm involved yeah with amp and so um february is coming and uh, AMP year, uh, every year AMP will have a AMP winter camp. Yep. And so uh, the girl says, oh, I need to go on this trip. Yeah. But the trip also lands on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always, yeah, okay. So right. it's always like, always but right that weekend, there. it's just like it lands on Valentine's Day with patterns. I think what's well, not Vatican? It's like I don't know President Day, or like oh, or I don't know Martin Luther King, or I don't know some holiday. It's a long weekend. It's a B list holiday. Yeah, yeah. I can't keep those those ones straight. Right. Oh, so no, so get so mad at me. None <laughs> of them are B list. Veterans are great. Martin Martin Luther King's awesome. No, no, I don't think it's Martin Luther King. Martin books. Luther King is in January. Okay, but whatever. Um, so it was a long weekend. Long so, weekend, yeah. So also Valentine's Day is on that day, and I was like, "Really, you gonna go on like go down this trip?" And it's like staying for Valentine's. By the way, uh, uh, that year uh, winter camp was at Lake Tahoe, yeah. so it's kind of far off, and you're kind of close right. in the mountains and the lake. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm like, "Oh, you're going on this trip instead of uh, you know staying?" Yeah. She's like, "Oh, I really need to go." So being stubborn as I am, I, I decided, you know what? I'm, I'm going with you. <laughs> so I went on this Christian camp trip as a non-Christian. Okay. So uh, I I think I signed up really last minute. I think, yeah. that's, I, think yeah, I signed up like two weeks before that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, We're so, ready for that. We yeah, so so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm I'm glad that you guys are letting me go too. So, so I went on this trip, um, you know, have like you know ha uh, have like a lot of guys in the same cabin, hmm. and we were like having small group times, and uh, yeah, what is that like? Oh my <laughs> god, that's that's kind of one of the weirdest experiences. You're surrounded by. <laughs> christian guys yeah as a non-christian right and especially i'm not the kind of like open person i'm actually very um back then i would kind of like philosophical when okay. it comes to like oh i have my own understanding of the world i have my own understanding of how i got i got to live my life mm. and so and this i'm is, not this yeah. is supposed to be like it, it's typically like the deepest richest spiritual time that the high schoolers have all year they go up into the mountains in the snow and they get all cozy and and i totally ruined it <laughs> yeah and you're, you're pooping on it with your philosophy uh, that's awesome 
I think, uh, yeah, I just, I think I asked some, like, you know, questions that atheists would still ask, and it's Christians still find, like, difficult time to answer them. Right. I think right. a lot of questions I, I asked, I never get to answer them still. But, yeah. Right. But at the same time, uh, yeah, it doesn't really bother me from a faith perspective. Hmm. Um, so... I was just like having like Chase was just uh, Chase was my uh, group leader and okay. who's leading the um, this the kind of uh, small group time yeah and uh, we have like students like around my age and uh, they were just quiet you yeah. just see me and Chase and going back and forth and they were oh, just like gosh. what is going on here well and he'll go as long as you do yeah. I, I, yeah, I can go as long as Chase goes too. <laughs> Let's just keep on going. Um, from a com completely atheist, like yeah. you know, worldly philosophical perspective, uh, and with Chase's uh, Christian perspective, yeah, we just like, went on and on and on. Well, he's a pretty bright guy too. So there, there's, right. there's, there's, yeah. It was a... So yeah, I, I remember. I think we never had like heated arguments or yeah. anything. We just have like kind of sharing each other's understanding of uh the world right way. right and so uh and is he earning like points or softening you up or are you just like oh this is oh fun. i'm like, i'm hard as nails we're, we're, we're playing brain chess here <laughs> we're playing brain, yeah we're totally never, brain brain chess never ends okay and so um <laughs> so i was like okay and then they have like speakers coming in or just go and just like right. oh remember this one of the speaker actually said oh if you don't believe in jesus you're going to hell i'm like come on close-minded christians uh, like really like i'm i'm a good person hmm. like my, my mom's a good person like family all everybody's a good person like come on yeah like in, in a way saying jesus is not the only way right um, but uh that's the part I didn't know until like years later uh, hmm. the girl was telling her entire small group that she's going to break up with me and I didn't know that and on, so on the camp on the camp at she the was camp. at the at the camp and so that was the day before Valentine's Day dude <laughs> um, and so she broke with me the day before Valentine's Day on the afternoon Oh my gosh! So, you, so you get up there on a, a Friday, and then Valentine's Day is Sunday, I think. Okay, yeah, Valentine's so Day yeah, so Sunday. So the Saturday, okay. So the, yeah, the Saturday afternoon, you're stuck here. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> and you're stuck single. here. Okay. Oh man. And so, so I think um, as I wrapped so much my identity around a relationship, and yeah. as this relationship goes, so is my identity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm really at a broken place. I remember that uh, that conversation coming up because one, we heard, "Oh, he, the like the boyfriend's coming." Like that's okay. He's not a like he doesn't go to like he comes, but and and we're all like, "Awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> like he's coming to the camp. Like oh man, like this is the best place to go. Like he's gonna hear things. We're gonna and and. I remember, like after the first night, we're like, "Man, this guy, it's not working yet. We gotta, we gotta pray for this one. Like, it's not, it's not hitting him like we hoped it would. He's tough as nails, right?" And, 
<laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then the, the breakup happened, and we're like, oh, gosh. Like, he's going to want to go home. Like, how's this going to shake down? He's going to hide in his room for the rest of the time. We're just like, great. Yeah. What a disaster. So, um, I think a lot of thoughts just went on that afternoon until the night. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> until the night, and just thinking, like, what am I doing with my life? Mm. Uh, if now all my meaning is gone, what is the next step? Right. And I thought to myself, yeah, I can be tough and just pick myself up and uh, I can just stand back up and try to find meaning through other identities, I still, which I still have yeah. as an athlete, as a student, as a good student, as a good person. I have all the friends I have. It's just a in a way just a break but it struck me so much because how much i put my identity around it so my identity is shattered Mm. when you see a person's identity is shattered this person's defeated yeah and i'm just really at the defeated mental state just for that like the entire afternoon Mm. and so i thought is this it? Is what's the point? Um, but as I was thinking through this, I actually thought through what I've been hearing the entire time. Um, all the time, I've been trying to be loved. All the times I'm trying to find meaning. All the times I'm trying so 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 hard. To not to be known, but to be loved. Hmm. To put on this show to others so I can be welcomed. I can be included. I can be the upper class. I can be the good. And I can be seen a certain way. I try all these things, but I failed. Hmm. But now I hear this message that I can be fully known and be fully loved. I can just come as I who I as just come as who I am and belong. Hmm. Can this be true? Can this be true? It was a strange feeling. Yeah. But it felt right. I don't know what I was experiencing back then. Hmm. It took me a very long time to understand what I was experiencing, even like years later. Hmm. At a moment, I, I even years later, I underst- finally understood what it was, and it was peace. Hmm. That you I actually... Just, you hadn't had that. Hmm. Yeah, the peace that I never had. To know that, oh, I can be known of who I am, all my dirty little secrets, all my, the, the thoughts, all the mm. things I've done, I can be known and still be loved mm. fully. Such a contrast with my relationship, I'm trying to present the best part of it, to be the best boyfriend I can ever be, and to keep this relationship, but here's right. the message. Yeah. It can be fully known and fully loved. Hmm. What what was like the the nuts and bolts 
message that like actually hit you like was it one thing somebody said like one package or, or i think uh, i think it's very supernatural I, I think at that point if you ask me can you tell me the gospel i can still aren't able to tell you the gospel but mm. i think i just felt this sense of peace i can say i belong yep not because of this group right and not because of who i am yeah but i belong i have this identity i have this meaning not from me not because all the awesome things i've done or not because of how awesome they are and they accept me yeah because of what he did right it's impossible and wonderful and at the same I, time and just think that all the times i've been trying to find it missing pieces yeah of my heart all the times i try to pick up pieces that fits back into my parts of my heart that is dead i've been looking at the wrong things until until i was presented the fullness of the gospel I remember there's a voice in my heart. It's from me, not from, not from like an outside voice, but from right. me. Uh, it says, I'm here. I arrived. Mm. The final destination of the soul. There's nothing else to look for. Right. And this is it. And I didn't see the gospel and say, oh, here it is. When I see the gospel, I said, I arrived. Huh. I'm here. And all the times I try to fit missing pieces on the parts of me that's broken. But I see something whole and full, hmm. the entirety. And oh, yeah, I'm It's I'm beautiful. Here. It's beautiful. Yeah. And so the night I told my small group leader, Chase, I yeah. said, hey, I think I'm ready to be a Christian because I've seen it. I've tasted it. Yeah. The peace that surpasses all understanding at a time. I don't even know what I'm experiencing, but it seems yeah. it's just so right to. You were overtaken. I'm overtaken. I'm overwhelmed. Wow. And I had nothing. I I. There's nothing of me that's worth being a Christian. There's I, I contributed nothing to it. Mm. It's not because I'm goody to shoe and like <laughs> I'm how awesome a student, how awesome an athlete I am. I'm yeah. completely broken and nothing to offer. But I'm able to be part of the fullness. Mm. And I think at that moment I just say, Yeah. I I arrived. The final quest, the final destination of the soul, is here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a part of funny story how the girl told the entire, her <laughs> entire small group like she's going to break up with me. Yeah. And the next day, Chase was announcing to the entire group, entire uh, youth group, yeah. that uh, I became a Christian. And all the guys from my group just cheering like, yeah, yeah, yeah great. Yeah. I remember. All yeah. the, and all the girls are looking at my ex-girlfriend like, what did you tell him? <laughs> well, you know what a lot of them were thinking was like, oh, is he just pretending to be 
a church guy now to win you back and like there was that whole skeptical thing and i was like you know what uh don't give yourself that much credit right <laughs> i think it's too there's a lot going on here yeah wow and so now you're you go into the mountains <laughs> an atheist or a whatever you were and you come back as a all all the time it was the wrong time wrong place wrong wrong event right all the wrong thing that happened yeah from an earthly perspective right but god meant it for good i was exactly at the right place right time that's good and right moment wow so what was it like re-entering life at that point so now you've got this new thing it 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 starts to spread within you doesn't it yeah yeah um i think the first thing is that yeah i don't have to pretend i don't have to put on a show anymore i can just be myself and it's it's life-giving it's it's such a relief I at times I could sleep at night. I don't have to put on a sh- try to think of new ways, new shows that I pull on. Hmm. But I can just be myself. Yeah. I can just laugh. I can just play. I can just bring the parts that I'm unable to bring out before. And just say, okay, I can just be silly. I can just be. <laughs> I can just be. I can just be a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. Um, I don't have to pretend I I think it's good to care about other people's opinion if you are hurting others hmm. or like you're bothering others but I care less about others opinion about me how they think right you're not trying to impress everybody yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah um yeah, I'm just so grateful. I sometimes I ask, why me? Yeah. I'm the wrong person at the wrong place at I the know. wrong time. I know. This is part of his plan that brought me from thousands of miles away. Yeah. And here, and it put me there through painful breakup and yeah. in order to see him clearly if so then let it be you you have to know that that's true yeah you think about it we're we're talking about the voice that spoke matter into existence mm-hmm. all power all knowing intimately involved in his creation total control yeah, able to move things and do whatever he wanted. He was absolutely in the midst of all of those things. Yeah, and that's it's humbling to think that you got that kind of attention yeah. from the Creator, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Who who am I? Who are you? Yeah, I think it's funny how uh, I like to think it as a boxing match that that's right i've heard yeah i've heard this you keep going yeah um that god is so powerful um that he's a uh, as a person who's 
you know, always not believing in God or speaking against God. Uh, he's able to like do a five five like round boxing match with a person, and he's also able when the person enter the first second the person enter the ring, he's able to knock it knock him out. And that was me. Right. I'm a person who's like, no, I can't believe this. The second enter the ring, God just knocked me out and said, "You're mine, mm. and I'm the Lord." <laughs> He's the Lord God Almighty. Yeah. He's able to do it. Sometimes he fights a five uh, five rounds boxing match. Doesn't mean he's not able. Right. He's just do playing it slow, maybe. Strategic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you know, God didn't wrestle with me all night. He just like touched my hip. Yeah. The second. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I I know now. We'll get into a little bit then. What uh, what is reentry like back to life? Because you're still. I mean, this is the middle of the school year, right? So you're still in school. You're still on the track team. You're right. still now. You're you're coming to AMP on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. So AMP, AMP is a. It's the at that point. I think it was still combined middle school and high school. Yeah, it was. Eventually, it split up. But they, they meet at a, a small church called Grace Church. It was up until. Like right now, mm-hmm. Resonate Church doesn't have a building. Yeah, we just bought one. It's gonna be a while before we get in that thing. It's ugly right now, but <laughs> so we meet at a, at a small church. So you're coming to that, and you're what yeah. Are you, what are you learning? What are you growing? Like, what questions are you asking? I remember. I you think were, I'm just full of questions. I'm just stuffing myself as much as I can. Yeah, and I think Chase also gave me a lot of attention. That mm-hmm. we, I remember. Um, that year we met almost every other day yeah just sit down and right. uh like for two three hours we just talk about the bible we just talk about how do we apply the Amazing. gospel into our life and i mean he likes to teach i like to listen it was perfect there's no like there's really nothing else i listen hear from him other than well yeah of course i care about him as a brother but like, <laughs> there's nothing else i want to hear about than right. him talking about the bible and talking about the gospel yeah and so, yeah, I think it really helped me to grow the first year uh, as a Christian where, um, yeah, I start understanding a lot. And uh, I think with the foundation of this, I would say, supernatural encounter, mm. that I'm my heart is really soft and, and truly see. Um, so I just get more and more and more uh, aspect of the gospel. Yeah. And I think it really helped me grow. Uh, in the first year of my Christian life, it's amazing. Yeah, I know it's as awkward as it can be to go to AMP, but I was never afraid to go to AMP. Yeah. Um, I started inviting friends to AMP. Yeah. Some of the friends from track team. Uh, some of them are still there. Some of them are still there. Yeah. 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 You you became quite the. Uh, spontaneous missionary evangelist and all of your travelings I remember you you were very eager to tell people it's like hey I I know this thing yeah like other people should know this too (laughs) it was really simple like one two three yeah Yeah. we should tell people about it I remember uh, talking to you one time and, and you were talking about you went to the movie theater 
or, or like to the pizza place near the movie theater and you'd like I, I witnessed to like 15 people today or something like that it would t- oh just praying for people in the parking lot and yeah stuff. What, how did how did that happen that, that's an odd thing to just spontaneously do normally we have to like take kids to vegas to do that <laughs> <laughs> well um yeah i think fremont people need to hear about jesus too yeah. just tell them about god and who how what he has done <clears throat> yeah so yeah i just kind of started with fremont and uh yeah So how did interning as a as a world global missions intern come about for you? Um, so that's also part of the in- very interesting uh, story where uh, a name not mentioned, but uh, there was a guy I asked Chase. It's like, hey, mm. do you have any of the students who are <laughs> interested? Like, you know witnessing to afghans and he's like chase was like no but i know a guy he's has a muslim background want to talk to him i think that's probably a name you can say go ahead no no okay. not really maybe not let's just keep it keep it with it okay yeah <laughs> so um so he met with me okay and he was like oh are you interested in, like sharing the gospel with afghans yeah and i was like yeah let's do that and the first night we went to a mosque, <laughs> like while they're like the mullah is teaching, and uh, Whoa. and uh, I just sat there, and he sat there, and we just listened, and then after that we had some spiritual conversation with the Afghans. Wow. I was like, oh, cool, right this guy into was cool. It. Okay. We're just right into it, and uh, we went uh, on like a lot of like uh, Muslim events that's going on, like interfaith dialogue. Yeah. And uh, soon we start doing prayer walkings. We knock on people's doors okay. and we just ask, like, oh, um, can we pray for you? Like, yeah. you know, can we pray? For- Hi. Like, we introduce ourselves, which church we're from, and then we ask, hey, can we, can we pray for you and your family? And most people are okay with prayers. Yeah. And after that, like, you know, we kind of know uh, how they're doing in life. And it's like, hey, there's a story that changed our lives. Uh, I share it with you, which mm. is the gospel story. Yeah. And we start doing a lot of these. And he has a kind of like a map that knows like very condensed like Afghan neighborhoods. And so we right. always hit those neighborhoods. We just knock on doors and pray for people. Mm. And uh, we write down people's names. We keep on praying for we them. Follow up we and, follow yeah. up with them. and uh, Or sometimes we have like fun, like we go to like fun events with them, have food with them. Mm. So that's how kind of started and uh we were using a method called t4t train trainers for trainer yep yeah i've heard of that okay kind of break the big points of that down right and so uh i did that for like almost two years and uh and so as the ministry like recently the ministry started to end as um this guy and uh and his wife are uh planning to go to afghanistan full-time as missionaries right so um so i was thinking oh our ministry is ending and 
like we were super grateful that God used us in this uh, period of time and it was yeah. super fruitful. Right. But what's next? I don't know. I was just praying about like, oh God, just, you know, if you can show me what's the next stage of my life, where you want me to serve, where do you want to go? And I didn't really hear back from it hmm. and until um, Scott came back from Ecuador. Okay. Yeah, during uh, the, the summer. He during went, the summer, he right. went to Ecuador. And after he came back, he's like, hey, I see that people in Ecuador, they're all using T4T. Hmm. Uh, you were training the the high schoolers and That's junior right. hires yeah. to T4T. I'm going to start interning. <laughs> it's just that, like that. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, I love it. I don't know. I, I haven't prayed about it. But I think... It's true that God just keep on opening doors. Yeah. Even at times, uh, for the past two years working in uh, the Afghan ministry, where I never knew where it is leading me to, and I know this is not a ministry going to mm. last. Yeah. Um, so I never really asked where I'm going. Uh, never really asked. I just, like, served there. But... I think God just opens doors uh, mm. when it comes to like, you know, the end of women ask, Oh, what's next? I don't know. Uh, but God just opens doors mm. like uh, Israelites before the Red Sea. I was like, this is a dead end. Yeah. What's up with that? Where are we going to go? <laughs> Where are we going to go? We're going to yeah. get killed. Let's <laughs> think of Moses. Let's uh, God speak to Moses. And it's just so uh, reassuring and calming. It says, uh, it's like, uh, the Lord, your God, will fight for you. Oh, you need to be still. And I think, yeah, at the times in my life, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like, what's next? Uh, I don't really know. Right. Every time I try to plan something, he seems to change it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm going to give up and just go with it. Just do yeah. the next thing. Yeah. I think rarely, uh, even whether in the Old Testament or the New Testament, people know exactly where they're going, but they right. just went with it. Yeah. Well, the classic example is, you know, God talks to Abraham. Right. And he says, go. Abraham is like, all right, <laughs> what? just go that way. Okay, yeah. I'll go that, way. go that way. There's land over there. I'm going to give it to you. Go. Yeah. 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 I think the same way, like as as the Israelites were in the wilderness, mm. they're not going into like a specific direction. They were like circling around. Yeah, big circles. But yeah. the point isn't about the destination. The point is that what we can learn yeah. through all walking with God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm super grateful for that, that God just opens doors uh, at right time. Yeah. And that God just provides when uh, I think He's not going to provide. Right. Yeah, why would he stop now? You know. So what would you say, like being an intern for the last couple, oh, or, several weeks? Like, what uh, what are you what are you learning? Like, what what's uh, what's going on in your head right now? I think it was such a humbling experience as uh, working in a ministry, huh. like, um, or like full time working in a ministry. Where um, at first I never thought of like being a a leader. Yeah, I always thought, oh, be a servant. I'm here to serve. I'm here to help out. And I'm here to learn. Right. But uh, being intern here means to be a leader. 
which is a greater servant. Right. You're still a servant. I'm still a servant, yeah. but a, a, a greater servant. Um, I think the past makes difference. They really uh, help me to learn and humble myself. Mm. As uh, I was in charge of the mural painting team, but okay. I had I was just painting team in general. But yeah. I knew nothing about painting. Thank God for Ainsley. Thank God for Ainsley. Thank She's God. super t- talented. She's really talented. And uh, and I think throughout the whole day is that I just get to lift her up. It's like, yeah. oh, anything I can help with? Anything you need? Do You're you supporting. People? I'm supporting her. Yeah. And whenever like people ask, how's the mural? I'm like, oh, the mural turned out amazing. Yeah. Ainsley is amazing. Like, so I because I think I'm blessed. The point the point that uh, I don't have any skill with painting so i have nothing to boast with, right right but to serve but to like but to lift other people up but, but to lift yeah. like my teammates up <clears throat> and i think the community uh, said they're they're just super blessed with it and then uh yeah and that's our hope that it's the students and uh, the people the community feel loved hmm. and valued and that's our goal it's not about a project. Right. It's not about the mural. Yeah. It's about the people. They will we love them so yeah. much. Yeah. You you get to show them just like a, a, a sliver of what real unconditional love looks like. Right? Yeah. Because God loves them. Yeah. God loves me this much. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to love you like he loves me. That's yeah. it. Like, yeah. Let's go paint something. Yeah. That's cool. And so I think this is going to be another very good season of my life just uh, yeah just be challenged be stretched and be humbled Hmm. again and again and again yeah yeah you're gonna learn a lot this year (laughs) hang on to something oh yeah it just gets it gets faster yeah it's like drinking from a fire hose (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah every every day you know and and so where where you sit is where I sat when I was new because it's in the middle of everything. <laughs> so we, you know, to, to paint a, a visual picture, there, there's a, there's a long desk with like six seats at it. And it's oriented in such a way that if you sit where I do now, you kind of hide from <laughs> a lot of the traffic cause you're further away. But where you sit, like everyone's obligated basically mm-hmm. to at least say hi to you and talk to you. Yeah. So you get in on, whatever random like epic deep spiritual conversation is happening right, right next yeah, to your desk totally. you're like oh yeah i you know our our senior pastor and our you know uh missions pastor you know mm-hmm. just chatting right yeah. right in front of you talking yeah, about whether this. they they're like speaking in front of the, the kitchen area yeah. or people speaking in the cubicles right or people from other you hear places. everything yeah, i hear everything yeah <laughs> And you're also the biggest target for random projectiles and nerf darts and whatever else is for. Right. <laughs> People leave leave things on your desk randomly. It's like every every morning I show up at the office, there's random things on my desk. It's just convenient. It's, <laughs> it's a flat surface right there. So. Truthfully, I just leave things there on purpose. Just yeah. to... Just for you. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll start keeping them. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Well, what do you think is next for you? So you you have this, uh, you know, what, a ten and a half months remaining as an intern. Mm-hmm. 
what's the what's the vision for that where are you going with it okay we uh we haven't really come up with a, a solid statement out mm -hmm. of it but we start picking glimpse of like what's the kind of the end goal of my year of internship yeah what are you working on um, right now i'm working on christmas unwrapped it's another uh community project as we uh we have like pop-up gift shops uh before christmas yeah and uh we all have gifts and we'll have community members come in and we are in a way like let them to have a very like good like 90 percent off discount like shopping spree yeah um yeah so like in, we want to like make the community feel valued yeah uh, they're not just like the gifts aren't just given to them but as they feel valued through mm. uh they're able to provide for their their own family and their kids will be like in the kid zone uh we have volunteer yeah. to take care of their kids while their parents are shopping or give like hot cocos and like refreshments while they're That's shopping funny. and just uh, just ways of like you know help our community to feel valued and loved yeah um, yeah and so this is the next big projects i'm heading on to it's such a fun event oh yeah i think is. this is the third year fourth year third or fourth year i don't know darn it i should know that i was in charge of the thing <laughs> last year shoot it's the it's the fourth we'll just go with fourth it's okay. the fourth it's like, yeah that's fun yeah. that's fun uh so that's not the next uh logistic project yeah. i'm right. heading to but uh at the end of well i will be also um helping out a lot of international mission trips that is going on in the spring time yeah and uh, oh, yeah. or during what, summer so what's going on i haven't heard much about that like, uh, what, what are we looking at? i haven't heard found about it much either, okay so but we're gonna uh, do it it's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah um but uh, at the end of the year, with a more spiritual aspect of it, is that how do I become a a key giver? It's like how do I give authority to others to lift others up mm. to help? Instead of thinking what can God do through me, thinking how can I do uh, what God can do through yeah. others? Yeah, and in a way, is that not self-seeking, not self-centered as even serving in the ministry like look at me how hardcore i am sharing the gospel how hardcore yeah. i am serving Lead why aren't why aren't you serving why aren't you sharing the gospel be more like me or like yeah, yeah in a way saying be more like me why yeah. aren't you being more like me yeah but uh, encourage others but and encourage uh, um help them to serve like guide them and lead them and disciple them right be, to be someone who is more capable to to find their potentials instead of uh, in a way shaming them and say, oh, why aren't you serving like me? But then they say, hey, I, if you don't like uh, join us, you'll if you don't you'll miss out. Yeah. Like look yeah. how good it is that we're bring glory right. to God. Right. And it's uh, not an inconvenience. It's, it's not an inconvenience. Come with us. Yeah. And it's such a joy to do that. Come join us and encourage others to do that instead of. Uh, self-seekingly serving in the ministry hmm. and if i can be able to um, become someone who's able to give out keys and of holding on all the keys hmm. uh, that'll be a really good goal for 
at Anna, my ministry. If, if you could accomplish that in a year, you'd be my personal hero. I've been working on that for a while. Oh, I, the real hero is the one who makes heroes. Yeah. I still like holding on to keys a little bit. You know, yeah. I, th- I think there's a, you know, there's an element of pridefulness that's right. on all of us. Like, of course, I want to be the, yeah, I, I want to look and see people growing and all that. But I, I kind of want to be given credit for it, too. You know, there, there's that's always, that's always right. in there. Yeah. Ugly. Doesn't mean you like it. Right. right. But you fight against that. Yeah. Would you ever consider going back to China in a, in a, maybe in a missionary type of sense, since we're talking about global missions and whatnot? Um, personally, not really. Hmm. Um, I don't know how to say it, but I think I'm becoming less and less Chinese and more and more American. <laughs> Okay. And I think there are a lot of uh, missionaries in China. Not saying like, oh, we had enough, so we don't need to do right. it. Um, but personally, I'm not. I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but go for it. Uh, like you, I'm personally it's your not. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But I'm not really felt the calling to go to China, yeah. or at least just yet. Um. That's but, fair. Uh, but we'll see. It's not a given. We'll yeah. yeah. It, it might not be you. Yeah. But of course, um, I'm not like, you know, rejecting the, the voice to say, no, I'm not going there. Right. Um, but pr- right now, as for now, uh, I'm not planning to be a missionary in China. Cool. So I got one, one more question for you and it's kind of like the just a chance for you to tell somebody what mm-hmm. you know when you when you look at this journey you've been on for the last you know three years and as you've learned more about the gospel and about Christ and about it you know your theology has grown your understanding has grown Chase has talked to you for a million hours and all these things um, what is it about this gospel that is beautiful to you okay um yeah, kind of going back from my brokenness uh, is that I was I always want to belong from a foreigner coming into this country mm. who speaks a different language who didn't did not grow up in a community. Who showed up in high school with no friends. Because I first uh, I, I didn't go to junior high here. Right. Of course I have no friends. Uh, everything started new. Uh, hmm. I always try to belong. Doing all the achieve achievements. Yeah. All the things, all the little medal I earned. To try to pin on my own chest and say, Oh, I'm 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 worthy. I'm, I belong because I made it. Even th- through such a hard journey, I made it. Hmm. Something to boast about. To have relationships, to find meanings. To have intimate relationships, to find meanings. To try to feel, to be loved, be cared, and to have meaning. And all 
reality, things fail. Hmm. And all the time, be looking at the wrong things. Hmm. Um, until I was presented with the gospel. I'm fully, fully, fully loved by the creator of the universe. Not because of who I am. He knows exactly who I am. Hmm. All the little things, all the little dirt, all the, all the uh, shameful things yeah. that I've done, I've said, I've thought of. But because he, his son has died on a cross, I have the full confidence to stand before him. And there's, there's the song, um, uh, song named Cornerstone and uh, mm. there's a line that says and he shall come with trumpet sound yeah. and may I then in him be found dressed in his righteousness alone yeah. fall as stands before the throne and this this verse always gets me mm. as I always know I, I know all my brokenness and he knows better than me of all my brokenness mm. Because Jesus died on the cross, my million dollar debt is paid. I'm never able to pay. My million dollar debt is paid. And I am able to stand before him, be fully loved. And it's fairly, I'm fully known. So, and this is a part of the gospel. All the time it's been trying to find meaning and identity. I try very, very hard to be loved and I failed. But now I receive it. Doesn't get better than that. <laughs> no. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's the identity you were never ever able to shatter. Yeah. Not through broken relationships, not through desperation or or like suffering of in life. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, Tony. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Oh, th thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Um, I, I, I'm so excited for you because I, I knew forty percent of that, you know. And now, uh, yeah, knowing your story, and I don't know, whoever else decides to listen to this thing, you know, it, it's a blessing to to see God pursue somebody hmm. to be involved in the intricacies of their life and, and he chased you down he sought you out mm -hmm. you know you yeah. were you were not too far yeah. and at, at your weakest he showed you his strength his glory his love for you and mm -hmm. and he's been leading you for three years yeah I can't wait to see what's next yeah I can't wait to see what's next he can. I'm excited. He can do impossible things. Yeah. And now, you get to be in, in a front row seat mm -hmm. to see the impossible happen before your eyes for the rest of your life. Yeah. Until you get to, you know, walk up and give a big hug when you see him. It's amazing. Yeah. With full confidence. It's a privilege. Yeah. It's awesome. Tony Yang, thank you so much. Thank you, Web. High five. Love you, man. <laughs> All right. All right, that was Tony Yang, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Man, 
I, <laughs> I have picked the best hobby in the world. I love doing this, man. What a blessing to hear that guy's story. He's 20 years old, and he's got that kind of grasp uh, on the gospel and that kind of passion to serve him. Man, I, 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 I'm humbled, really, to sit across the table from a guy like this. I can see the potential in him. I can see what God's going to do with that guy. And, and gosh, we, we worship a God who does impossible things. And I can't wait to see him do the impossible through Tony Yang. Uh, what an interview. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, you can follow the show, uh, like the page, uh, Facebook, The Great Stories Podcast. Uh, we're currently hosted on Apple Podcast as well as Stitcher for those of you on Android. Uh, you can also listen directly off the webpage at greatstories.podbean.com. Uh, either way, listen to the show. Uh, share these episodes, man. People have to hear what Tony has to say. This is the message that changes lives. This is the message of a perfect, loving, accepting, all-powerful God. And I want I want the message to get out, so share it. Uh, if you, again, would like to be on the show, or you know someone who you would think uh, would be great for me to talk to, shoot me an email at thegreatstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Hey, okay, while well, you are still listening, once again, either you've figured out that there's bonus materials at the end of these things, or you just happen to leave it on for too long. Uh, either way, this is a segment where I just kind of share uh, whatever's on my mind or whatever I'm learning right now, and today is no exception. I, uh, we're, I mean, it's, it's late October, Halloween was yesterday. Uh, but if you know anything about the church world, we're already planning Advent, and uh, my job at, at the church that I that I work at during the week and uh, on Sundays is to put together the curriculum that we, that we go through for the children's ministry. And of course, we have a, a series that we're doing for Advent, and uh, that just requires, you know, uh, we're learning new songs, and we're going to have the kids sing on stage on, on Christmas, and a lot of things like that, but uh, I really try to take some time to dig through uh, the stories that we're looking at and try to just really break it down for these kids in a way that they can understand that these these aren't just uh, fairy tale you know stories that they you know that they put in there with the the tooth fairy or Santa Claus and, and these kind of things. Uh, sorry if there's any kids listening who, <laughs> who believe in Santa. He's totally real. Uh, but one of the stories that we're going to be talking about with our kids is the wise men. And everyone knows this story that they, they see the star and they, they follow the star from afar and they find 
a little baby Jesus with, you know, Mary and Joseph and they bring him gifts and, uh, you know, King, they pop in on King Herod on the way over and they tell him, oh, we've come to worship this king. And, you know, Herod, of course, is the, uh, the local ruler for the area and not known to be a great guy. And so he, you know, feels challenged by, oh, they're coming to visit this king. And so he ends up trying to kill Jesus, which is a, a heck of a thing to do for the Messiah. So that is not nice. Doesn't succeed, of course, and, and Christ lives on and the wise men return home. But, you know, while they're, while they're uh, there with Joseph and Mary, they bring him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And there was a, a an element of this story that struck me recently and that if if you look at the the older text and a lot of the commentaries on this when it talks about these wise men uh, a lot of times you'll hear them referred to as the three kings and the reason for that is because it's it's pretty commonly assumed that these wise men were actually foreign rulers that they were actual kings of neighboring countries uh, we, we don't know exactly which ones. They didn't tell us that. We don't even know that there were three. We just assumed that there were three because they brought three gifts, but there could have been any number of them. And so you imagine that these, are, these aren't just uh, random, like, uh, uh, you know, travelers, that they're, they are on the road uh, as royalty. So you can imagine they had an entourage, or at least they were, they were pretty well set up. Of course, they come through the kingdom and, and they have an audience with the king, King Herod. Uh, you know, not every just traveling old guy uh, gets to walk into the palace and talk to King Herod. That's not something that just happened. So these these were men of, of, of note. They were uh, of high position in the, you know, the human hierarchy, right? But yet they're risking uh, this long journey to come and, and see Jesus. And they, you know, travel, who knows how long. It says they traveled from, for a very long time. Back then, people, you know, took a long time to get anywhere, so who knows how far that was. But the point is that they traveled a long time at their own peril, in fact, risking their lives. Travel was not safe, let alone the fact that King Herod was this crazy guy who was contemplating killing everybody in the area just to try to clean up, uh, you know, this threat that he felt from Jesus. So this is a this is a serious thing, and, and these, these three kings come, and they, they find Jesus. And, and what do they do? They, and and this, is, this is the thing that struck me, is that this passage, really, really, what, what I believe it comes down to is it's an example of worship. But it's not just worship. It's, it's that these were kings. These were some of the highest authority in that time. See, these were people in high positions in, in the hierarchy of humanity. But here they were, traveling, risking, going all this way, spending a lot of money and bringing expensive gifts and then worshiping at the feet of Jesus. But picture this. Jesus is not in all of his glory. He's not seated at the right hand of the Father. There's no dove from heaven descending it down. There's no light coming from him. This is a baby. And these kings are worshiping the baby version of God. This, this baby is the, the lowest position, the weakest, the most vulnerable that God has ever been in the history of humanity, is the baby version of Jesus. And yet, the, these men in the highest position of humanity worship this baby. 
how much more, how much more should we worship the full-grown Savior on the cross? You see that the power that's contained just in the body of this baby is worth the worship of the, of the most powerful people. Man, I wish I, wish I approached, uh, I wish I could grow to approach worship that way. To just be humbled to be in the presence of the cross and and you know that they're you know that they're depending on on traveling a great distance and and doing all these crazy things so that they can commune with christ gosh we're so spoiled because i can do that anytime i want i can close my eyes and i i can worship the the fully glorified all-powerful god i can shut my eyes and have a connection with him that's humbling. That's worth worship, and that's worth any risk. That's worth traveling any distance. You know, I, I, I pray. I, I want to fight to develop that kind of heart that is just surrendered to see Him as the purpose for my life, and and the true runner, the true guide of it, and the authority in it, the one that leads me. And I, I can't wait. You know, now, <laughs> of course, the challenging thing now. Uh, for me and my job is taking that what I just said to you who are listening and and trying to boil that down so that I can then teach it to a first grader (laughs) in a way that they'll understand it uh that's the challenge of my job I love doing it though but it takes some it takes some thinking and some very careful wording to get it in there uh but you know if any of you have kids in our program uh or if you're a member of our church you know just know that uh that we fight, you know, on our, our staff or for our kids and especially our, our volunteers. They love these kids and we fight so that they can understand who this God is and how amazing he is. Just like Tony, what, what he just uh, broke down on the podcast, you know, that this is a this is an amazing God. He, he does impossible things. Saving any of us is a feat and we should fall down at his. Uh, yeah. That's what I got for you. Thanks for sticking around for the extra mile. (laughs) See you next time.